This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. Let your word be enforced in our midst. May there be signs. May there be wonders. Confirm your word. Thank you, Jesus.
please be seated. We are grateful to God for the wonderful time he grants us whenever we come to his presence like this. And we thank him so much for the wonderful time of worship again today. And that special number, uh, was it written in house? All right. It's, it, I think it must have been. <laughs> but that was good. God bless. Come on, let's put our hands together for the beautiful. You have quite a lot of songs you've written, so I'm looking forward to be hearing them as well. Luke chapter 11, verses 1 to 4. Luke chapter 11, verses 1 to 4. He says, now it came to pass, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. So he said to them, when you pray, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Hallelujah. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I have an opening statement here before I begin to share the body of the message with you. It's a funny one, but I said I would still read it. I say it's the sine qua non of a bona fide kingdom is the enforcement of the will of the sovereign or the king. Is that well understood? Ah. All right. He simply means in English, the essential condition or element of a genuine kingdom, the essential condition of a genuine kingdom is the enforcement of the will of the king of that kingdom. Is that one easier to understand? Thank you. Somebody has said the Lord's Prayer is the epitome of the gospel. That is, it is the surest and most impactful part of the gospel. And somebody also calls it the pearl of prayers. But I will say, in addition to that, that's my own, that the phrase or the sentence, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, is the linchpin of the Lord's prayer. Is the linchpin. Thy kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We want to title the message, the second part you will hear in a moment, Enforcing the Father's Will Through Praise. Enforcing the Father's Will Through Praise. We are primarily here on earth as God's ambassadors. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20 says that much. He said, you are ambassadors together with Christ. An ambassador is one who represents another country or another kingdom. 
And so as long as we are here on earth, we are here to make known what the will of God is and to insist upon that will of God. I don't know about you, um, yesterday when I was pondering over this message, I was going down memory line. And whenever I say this, you make me appear a little bit older than I am. Um, I've seen quite a few bad things in this world. Did anybody remember the crude ruler in Cambodia, Pol Pot? Oh, Lord have mercy. Did anybody, I remember very clearly, I was in my, I asked HSE going to university at that time. Did anybody remember the Vietnam War, the Viet Cong? You heard, you read. <laughs> Thank you, that was helpful. <laughs> and, and I said, quite a few bad things have happened in the world. Uh, the Cambodian dictator, Pol Pot, actually killed about 2 million people. Uh, the one in Vietnamese war, in which U.S. got itself unnecessarily involved, of which about 60,000 U.S., 58,000, they say, U.S. military men died. That's a lot for U.S. I mean, a nation that does minimal involvement in things. 58,000 died. And the total death toll was about 3 million, we say, it was said. And I've seen many th other things happen. I, thank God. I, didn't, I wasn't around during the Second World War. Thank God for that. <laughs> uh, but well, since then, we've seen so many things happen. We've seen the Rwanda problem. We've seen problem in Sudan. I was around. Oh, anybody remember Ethiopian um, famine? Yes. You remember that one? Yes. We are the world. At least we remember that one. But I never felt so pressured as in this generation. That things are just not settling into the right place. And, and I think the main reason for that is that we believers who are supposed to be in charge, we have stopped being in charge. And I believe the message of the Lord to us today is that it's about time we take charge again. Now, I'm talking about the global level. You're probably talking about family level. And we're probably going to visit the family situation in which we need to be in charge. We need to enforce the will of God. More recently, there was this guy who was poisoned by the Russian Secret Service. Remember, Sergei something? Stripper. Who was poisoned. And immediately, all the ambassadors of the Western nation, the gang of they said, we must enforce what is right. You're not going to get away with that. You're not going to just go to another country and kill somebody. Now, we are here as ambassadors of the kingdom of God. Things that are going wrong. How many times have I enforced it in my family? How many times have I enforced it in my place of work? And I said, no, we are not having that. We need to have the will of God done. And so the first thing you need to do, you must speak out and you must act out. Speak up. It's about time. We say, Lord, this is what should happen. And we must, in the place of prayer, make them happen. Can I hear a big amen unto that? Amen. So which means whenever I get up in the morning and I'm walking around, even within my own body, within my own family, within my own thoughts, within my own desires, within my own finance, within my own health. And I see something that is against the will of God. My number one duty is to say God's will is not this, but God's will must be imposed. Is somebody there with me? Because that's the whole gospel. In John chapter 9, beginning from verse 1, we read quite a few Bible verses this afternoon. I try and keep it exactly to the recommended time so that we go home in time. It's not a day to, for long preaching, actually. 
If you please put on the screen for us, John chapter 9, verses 1. Start from verse 1. I'll tell you want to stop. Start from verse 1, please. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Please stop there. Now, that is very human. That is the way you and I have been dealing with problems when we see them. You've been there before. Why has it happened? Who was at fault? Who should we put the blame on? But see the difference between the disciples and the Lord Jesus Christ. And we must start acting like Jesus Christ. You see a child that is probably struggling development. You probably see uh, a, a man that has got some physical disability. Your problem is not about how did it come about. Your problem is getting this removed. What did Jesus do? Verse 3, please. Quickly. Jesus answered, neither has this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in me. Verse 4, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can walk. And verse 5, finally, as long as I'm in this world. Somebody say, as long as I'm in this world. Oh, you are not sounding very convinced. As long as I'm in this world. Say, finish rest. Is that blasphemy? As long as I am breathing, I am what? I'm the light of my family. As long as I'm the light of West Hill. I may not be shining as I ought to, but I'm living here. I'm going back there to shine. My neighbor, we need to recognize that illness must be subdued. That condition must be dealt a mortal blow. As long as I'm in the world. And what? I am the light of the world. Hallelujah. Please never tolerate or turn a blind eye to what you don't like. If you tolerate it, you may possess it. Reject what you don't like. And you see, Luke chapter 11, if I have time, maybe we do it one of the Wednesday. It's, I, when I read through yesterday, it just blew my mind. It's such a compact passage on everything that you need to know about prayer. Because our Lord Jesus Christ, as he was talking, he got to chapter 4, where we read, immediately he pivoted in verse 5. Please go back to Luke 11, verse 5 for us. Let's just read scripture today. He pivoted immediately on something which was very unusual of him. So go back to verse 4, and let's see how the Lord pivoted into another area. Verse 4, please. Let me very nimble figure up, sir. You're doing very well. And forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone <coughs> that is indebted to us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. And verse 5, what did he turn to? And he what? Said unto them, which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight, and say unto him, friend, let me three loaves. <coughs> and the Lord, continuing in verse 6, I was talking about importunity in prayer. Now, how do you go from deliver us from evil into the story about that means you need to be persistent even when you want to get rid of evil. Because many at times we think it's just, I say it once, and I'm going to challenge every one of us. There are things we've been doing before. There are prayers we've been praying before. There are soft groups we've been having before. But for some reason, oh, well, God, we pray for one year. We pray for two years. We pray for so long. Nothing is happening. He says, continuing in that place from verse 7, he said, you keep knocking until the person opens. And I think that is central. And then he continued, verse 8, please just keep scrolling. Verse 9, all right? Just keep going. I think verse 13, I think. And he said unto them, verse 10, 
For everyone that asketh receive, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. If a son, this is where I'm going, verse 11. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Verse 12, please. Or if he ask for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? And verse 13, finally, if you then, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Awesome. That is, there is an assurance that answers will come. And it's based on the nature of God. It's not based even on the length of your prayer. He said, after you are knocking, forget about that. But the most important thing is that there's a nature of God that will not allow him not to answer you. Keep pressing until we enter. Hallelujah. We are set up to succeed. Amen. Amen. We are set up to succeed. We're not set up to fail. And I please, I'm asking you, as you will be living here this afternoon, anything that you don't like, Speak loud and clear against it. Is that okay? As you live here, anything you don't like, don't don't be a spectator. If you don't decide, others will decide for you and and their decision may not be favorable. Because there are many areas in which we need to make a decision. In the place of prayerful declaration, there are many things we need to decide. Decide things about even the nation. Decide things about your extended family. Things that are run from your father, from your grandfather. You've seen this in your father. And the things try to raise his head in you. Deal with it now. Things that you know have been the pattern for your mother. Some is just, no matter how well things seem to be going in the family, a disaster must come when they are just about to break through. And you must recognize it. I don't know whether I should tell you this or what I will tell you. Thank you, Lord. My father died in 1974, and you can calculate I was just 17. Uh, that was the year I did my school set. And I, I remember towards the end of his life, he had some protracted sickness, and I, it drew me very close. And he was sharing deep things with me. He was sharing things with me about his own father, about his life, uh, shared things with me about the women on his side, and you know, he, it was as if I've been the last boy. He, he poured everything into me and, and guided me. And I was telling me, if I was the one that suggested the three professions he would like me to do, he said, I wanted me to be a teacher because he was a teacher. <laughs> and the first job I did in my life was that of a teacher. I taught in a, in a private school. Village private school. The lorry, those of you that know what is called lorry. <laughs> the lorry to the village leaves on Monday. <laughs> returns on Tuesday, and it does not come back again until Friday. <laughs> so if anything were to happen to me, I have to be stuck in that place for that long. Story for another day. He said I must be a doctor. And he finally looked at me. He said I should be a reverend. So don't call me Reverend Vijay. Just call me Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> but I thank him that he revealed a few of the pitfalls in his life to me. And 
I've used that as a yardstick to fight against every hindrance of the enemy in my life. May I please advise you to listen to significant people in your lives. Now, don't ever say, oh, they are not born again. It does not matter. Thank God my father was. And towards the end of life, he got reconciled to God. Told you the story before. And that's why, even God forbid, if your mom is an occultist, there's always a word in their mouth. And be careful to listen to those words. I don't know why I landed here. I prayed the Lord this morning that, Lord, only let them hear what they need to hear. This was not part of the script at all. I believe there's somebody in this room that God is sending this word to. That the key to your deliverance is in you remembering some of the pitfalls that the enemy has placed over your life as a family. If you don't get it around, you keep going around in circles. And it might be, oh, what is he talking about? I know that come the, the agreement I have with the Lord early this morning. And you are in this room, you are hearing me very clearly. The major obstacle in your front is you need to think long and hard. And the Holy Spirit said it will remind you within 24 hours. I dealt with it. And the near success syndrome, God broke it in my life. Because I knew that that was not the will of God for that family. And I've seen it try to rise up in those that are also God has graciously given unto me as a child. You know, biologically. And from time to time, I see that thing want to raise his head. And I said, no, it's not going to happen. What was I doing? I'm wondering what? Enforcing the will of God. Will you go and enforce the will of God? Are you sure? And God will back you up. Amen. Thank you. Because of our time, I'll just go and talk about the second part of the message. So the first part of the message is that enforce the will of God. The 10 minutes I've given unto you is totally insufficient. And I'm not making any pretense about that. The second part of the message is that enforcing the will of God by praise. In studying the scripture, I find out that praise is the most efficient weapon of our warfare. The most efficient. I'm not saying necessarily the most powerful. Efficient means that when you use it a little, you get a big result. So an efficient machine is the one in which every energy you put into it brings you a greater return. Oh, prayer of agreement, very powerful. Prayer of supplication, very powerful. Prayer of deliverance, casting out, very powerful. But in my careful study of the word of God, the prayer of thanksgiving and praise is the most efficient. If you will give a little bit of it, you get a great return. And I've got one or two things quickly so that we can streamline our thoughts. Praise is freely available and easily mastered. And I put easily in vertical begins and close. Because I say easily to an extent. If you continually try and just stay in the place of thanksgiving unto God, you find that, that more thanksgiving comes up. And I'm so glad this morning as we spend quality time in thanking God. And I'm usually, you know, I, I listen remotely by live feed in the, in the room upstairs. And as soon as, you know, um, Dav was leading us in that, you know, worship song before the praise and worship, I, I find myself, to the glory of God, just, okay, I keep that to myself. It's between me and my God. So, brethren, there is a lot of power. There's a lot of efficiency if we 
praise God and it is freely available. It costs nothing to praise God. It can be deployed anywhere and at any time. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise is a potent force. And Psalm 149, we read verses 5 to 9 and look at that closely. Psalm 149, verses 5 to 9. The will of God must be enforced. Uh, if all of us we insist, we will see things happen more than we have seen. And thank God for what God is doing. Oh, he's doing marvelous things. He will do more. Amen. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Thank you, Lord. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. To execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the people. To bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. To execute on them the written judgment. Oh, the final verse, it says, this honor have all his saints. Ambassadors are honored. That's why they use the crest of their nations. The poorest of nations, when you send your ambassador to another nation, at least you must buy them a good limousine. Minimum and S-class. You don't need to have money. I was talking to an ambassador you know, to another country, and he was telling me great things they did. He just was one of, one of the nations of one of us. I, we were just talking about that. He was telling me great things, the power of an ambassador, how, how they are given their budget and they can do great things. So as an ambassador, you've got resources at your disposal. As an ambassador, you need to be honored. But I must see myself as an ambassador, as one who is enforcing the will of God. And every one of us, we need to take up that mantle to enforce and walk in that honor that God has given unto us. Please go back to verse 4 or verse 5 where we started. We need to digest that a little bit of Psalm 149, which is the penultimate psalm. Um, verse 5, please. Um, Let the saints be joyful in glory. Amen? Amen? So when it's time for us to worship today, please let joy flow from your heart. Verse 6, which is the warfare word. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. The two-edged sword is the word of God. But praise must proceed from your mouth as you are using the word of God to attack the enemy. My heart cry and desire today is that this same psalmist who was so vast and so knowledgeable in the praise of God and God exalted him highly, he told us very clearly in Psalm 34, verses 1 and 2, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my My soul shall make his boast in the And that's what he did in First Samuel chapter 17 when he faced Goliath. He was praising him. Do you know that what the children of Israel missed most and they did not allow them to enter the promised land was that their praise was taken from them. Do you know that? Because the word mama in the Bible simply means what we do now. They didn't wake up one day and say, God, we are. Every time they heard God was going to do something, they do the usual, ooh. Which many of us we do from time to time? 
we pray, we say, in the name of Jesus Christ, you know, that problem that has been going on for so long, the Lord will break it to the, mm. so that's what he said before. And God says, don't murmur against me. Now, if you have not seen it, that does not mean it's not coming. And so, the only thing God asks of you and now is to keep holding on to him and believing him because I know he, has, he tries to bring sorrow so that we may not connect unto him. He tried to keep us down. Israel, they kept on murmuring, oh God, oh another problem, another problem. Don't you answer anymore. He answers. He's answered you yesterday. Why are you sitting here? God has not been answering. Don't you know we are very ungrateful? And many times we keep going, oh we want victory, we want to be May God not take his hand away from you. Amen. One of the greatest challenges I had before I gave my life. And that's why this Jesus, uh, it's not just a spiritual thing for me, it's an intellectual thing. You know what intellectual thing? I can compare before and after. My before was very simple. I was incredibly accident prone. I've told you before. I may wake up in the morning, I will crash my car that day, cause a lot of trouble in the, in, at work. And I gave my life to Jesus. I found that he's turned things around. And so you, don't, you can't tell me because I'm still waiting for one big miracle. He's not doing miracles every day. Even what is stopping is big enough. Oh, Kaya, may God not unleash the devil on a person. <laughs> oh, and uh, sometimes he withdraws his hand. He, he just needs to step back. God doesn't do evil. That's what you best know today. Theologically, God doesn't do it. What God does is that he can withdraw his protection. And believe you me, there are forces waiting around. Oh, they are waiting. In fact, that was what infuriated them when God kept on protecting this man called Job. It was not that God was, he said, leave this man to me. Give me 24 hours. The man will know. May the Lord not give the devil 24 seconds in your life. And because he did not give him yesterday, he has not given him today, we will better praise him very, very well today. Because he didn't give him 24 seconds yesterday. 24 seconds is a long time for the devil to cause havoc, man. How long does it take a road traffic accident to take place? Oh, yes. Nanoseconds. How many of you have had near misses in accident before? And you are shaking after you have gone. I mean, I, I, I just quick sometimes. You look left, you look right, and you are absolutely certain no vehicle is coming. And for some reason, your pedal was just not pressed. And you know, if you are pressed that pedal, you'll have been crushed to death. Don't murmur again. Give him thanks. Don't murmur for yourself. Don't murmur on somebody else's behalf. Some are not following the Lord, not because he's not done something for them, but they look around. And most of unbelievers, they keep telling us where we go to evangelism. They keep telling us, if God is God, why does a child have cancer? Well, before we answer that, why don't you have it yourself? Why don't you thank God for that? Why don't you try to fix the world? When God is being gracious to you. Why are you trying to now say, you know, God, you know, you and I, we are pallid. Uh, you know, let's, let's fix this thing. And God is saying, you? That's the same Job, as holy as he was. When he was challenging God, beginning from chapter 40, 41, and 42, God started reeling unto him his errors. I'll leave that one. You got to the point. 
You got the point. Momo no more. Give him praise. Because what he has done is far, far more than what you could have ever done for yourself. It is time to make your boast in the Lord. What about that? Are you ready? Let's just look at the example of this man in 1 Samuel 17, 45 to 48. And that might be helpful. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. If you know anybody is discouraged, please share this with them. Just tell them the kingdom of God is open for business. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. I like your socks. socks. <laughs> I always hide it. Um, 17, it's not 5 I said, you are claiming, 45 did I say? You are claiming, I think it should be 45. Uh, yes, 45. 45, 1 Samuel 17, 45. And then David said to the Philistines, you come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. Keep going, please, if you may. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand. And I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day, I will give the carcasses of, of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in. Verse 47, please. Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not say with, with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. 17 to 19 year old boy bragging about the power of his God. You are a little bit older than that. You should be able to brag about the power of your God. Let's tell whatever we are facing that my God is bigger. It has to be a conscious effort. It has to be a deliberate effort. Say, yes, what I'm seeing might not be good, but I know my God is greater and bigger. There's this science called habituation. That's how habits are formed. I hope maybe on one of the Bible study you can do it and pilot copies of Bible study. Remind me, come here. How habits are formed. The greatest people that succeed spiritually are people of good habits. So what I'm saying today can be the beginning of the habit of praise. That whenever you meet anything, let your first instinct be, God, you are greater. God, you are mightier. I know what to do. And before you know it, out of that very, in fact, the Lord's prayer should be on top of your tips. Now, not the way we used to pray them, but the way we should pray them. The Lord's Prayer is a model, it's a template. So, the Lord's Prayer should be prayed, Our Father who art in heaven. And then you develop that sentence, Heavens of heaven is your throne, and the earth is your footstool. You dwell in heaven, that is so awesome and big. My God and my Father, the ruler of the whole universe, both Pluto and Saturn, and even Jupiter, the biggest one, you sprung them into space. All the big stars, they are the handiwork of your hand. You are still on the first verse. You are still on the first line. That's how to pray the Lord's Prayer. And you begin to dig deep. Even in the midst of your prayer, take your tablet, take your phone, scroll the biggest stars. 
and then speak it back to him. The science says, or the biggest star is this far away, and we can see it here. How great you are, oh my God. And yet, me, a tiny one, you've given attention to me. Our Father who art in That's just our Father who art in heaven. If you are diligent enough, 30 minutes, you should see that our Father art in heaven. The problem is that we don't learn the skills that we need to learn to do what we need to do. And I think most of the reason is because we, those that God is showing, we are not sharing and teaching it. So when people say they pray three hours, that's how they pray three hours. That's why you have been wondering, what do you say in three hours? That's what we tend to say in six hours. You've been there before. Fifteen minutes, all dry. Amen? It will be dry anymore. Because you go into the dance, it's conversational, it's sweeter. Then when you say, hallowed be your name, what does hallowed be your name mean? Let your name be separated from every other name. The Bible says you are the one that has the name that is above. He said you have exalted your name above your world. That you are God whose name is greater than the greatest. Hallowed be your name. Ah, ah, that name called Jehovah Shalom. Let it be hallowed in my life. Let no devil touch that name. Because if you are called Jehovah Shalom, let peace be my portion every day. And so, Lord, that name is, is sacred. It's set apart. Nobody can touch it in my life. Nobody can touch it in this vicinity. Are they causing chaos? They cause it no more. My Father, my God, hallowed be your name. How would it be said that you are Jehovah Sikeno? Why is it that every dad is trying to stick up to me? Has it not been said, you are Jehovah Nisi, the man of war? Hallowed be your name. And then another good 30 minutes, you are still on hallowed be your name. That's how to pray. Then by the time you then say, go to hallowed be your name, you're... Ah, by that time, you'll be jumping. <laughs> because already heavens are open. Your Lord, sickness is not of your kingdom. I was he doing here? Sickness. Before I open my eyes. Because by the word of the Lord, I says, your kingdom come. That if you have tried it, as we have said it, and there's no one, why don't you come back and ask, tell us? Because most of the times, we don't. But from now, we will. <laughs> we don't. Yeah, somebody, Pastor Feb, Feb was sharing here one time. He said there was a cousin of his who's, who the guy is incredible. The guy is doing so well. Some of you remember the story. The guy is doing so well. He said until he discovered that this guy, before he leaves in the morning, he will recite 123 Bible verses. That's even if I know 123 Bible verses. <laughs> and the guy is flying. Folks. There are no shortcuts. See that a man who is diligent in his ways, he will stand before kings and not before me men. If I don't tell you, I'll be deceiving you. And I'm not supposed to. But how can this be? The grace of God will be sufficient. Because that's one thing I don't like to toy with. We say it and we feel burdened. Ha, ah, this thing, ha, ah, no, this thing, no, 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 no. 
the great, there's nobody, unless they are disciplined, there's nobody who does anything well in the spiritual things if not by the grace of God. Don't let anybody deceive you. And why school, that's why they don't take credit to themselves. I mean, there have been moments in time past when I try to get big-headed about things and God caught me to my size. Don't do that. Always remember. He said, whether we live or die, we live by his grace. Rise on your feet. Let us make our boast in the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Part of the deal is that you will go back and start doing the Lord's Prayer. The way you should do it. Please, don't leave here and say, Pastor said we should do seven Hail Marys and seven the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> I didn't say that. How many of you are for that background? Seven Hail Marys, seven Lord's Prayer. <laughs> the Lord will have mercy on us. We will make our boast in the Lord. Amen. What I want us to do, we just have five minutes to do that. And then, Dove, Isabel, praise team, you just worship, and in the din of the worship, remember the goodness of the Lord. Remember what he has done. Maybe one minute, actually. We really want us to keep the time today. Um, maybe we just... One or two minutes. Just watch it for us in the background. And then as you begin to do that, please, you vocalize your own thanksgiving unto God. You give him praise. Honor him. He's been kind unto you. He has not allowed the enemy to unleash his ferocious plan and agenda upon your life. The Lord deserves the praise. The Lord deserves the glory. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. He brought you this far. He brought me this far. And where we have not done due diligence, we're coming back to say, Lord, things are changing. But for now, Lord, take all the glory, take all the honor. Take all the glory, take all the honor. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him praise. The Lord is worthy to be adored. For all the protection you've given me, my Father, I thank you. It's good that I pray for you, but it's better that I pray with you. It's good that we pray together and speak to the Father together. So please, if you're in the house, just lift up your voice as I'm doing. Or if you, if, if you are not at that point in which you can pray aloud, you pray in your heart. But there's nothing stopping you by moving yourself, by stepping out of the confines of the way we used to do things. And just say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for mercy. I thank you for provision. I thank you for all the evil you stopped and you have not allowed the enemy. It's from the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed. We are not consumed because of your mercy. Over the din of the soft music that is coming behind, just let's worship him. Let's give him praise in this place. He wants to hear your voice, not just mine. He wants to hear your heart, not just mine. Not just your neighbor's. Give him thanks, give him honor. Oh Lord, my Father, how I honor you, how I thank you, how I celebrate your goodness in my life, how you have shielded and protected me, and you have not allowed me, oh Lord, to stumble. Thank you for the kindness that you have shown unto me. Thank you that you have lifted me and provided for me and made me to be a delightful God. 
thank you that you have supplied grace for grace. Mercy for mercy. When I need it, it's a God. You have shown yourself strong in my life. Honor, glory, majesty be unto you, my Father. Oh, the one who sprang the stars into place. The one who raised the dead. I was dead in sin, but you raised me up. And you have raised possibly tens of thousands today through the world of salvation that you purchased on the cross. What can I do but to bow before you, but to thank you, but to appreciate you, Lord. Honor, majesty, I praise be unto you, O oh God. Oh Lord, I worship you. I give you honor. I give you majesty. Let's be a of our time, I just pray the second part of the prayer for us. I call it prayer of enforcement of peace and rest. Acts chapter 13 verse 36 For David after he has served his own generation by the will of God he fell asleep. For David served his own generation by the will of God. By enforcing the will of God. And we stand together Lord. And I declare in the name that's above all names. We enforce your will. Amen. Your will of peace and rest. Amen. In our lives, our families, our communities. Amen. In the name of Jesus. 
the will of God must be done. The counsel of the Lord must be done. The purpose and the plan of God for our individual lives must be fully established in the name of the Lord Jesus. And every opponent will beat you back. As we go to the time of collection with the high praises of God in our mouth and the two edges sword in our hand, you kings and rulers in the spiritual, you'll be beaten down. And Christ shall be glorified. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Give you honor and glory. Jesus' mighty name we pray. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.